and welcome back to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. I'm Melinda. And we are a weekly travel podcast for the adventure side. Travel. Or travel. Okay, that, that too. too. Whether these are far travels or close travels, they're all applicable. Especially for today's episode, actually. Yep, very much so. I'm kind of disappointed that neither one of us started seeing the Titanic song of the near far. I thought about it. Wherever you are. Honestly, I'm surprised I didn't. I know. Missed opportunity. Should we start over? <laughs> shame on us. Shame. Shame bell. We need a shame bell. Whenever we get a story about someone doing something stupid while traveling, we can ring the shame bell. Like a... That's a Game of Thrones reference. I don't know why I'm talking to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if it was supposed to be like more cowbell, but okay. I mean, similar... I have a fever, and the only cure is telling people shame. Shame. With more cowbell. Yes, with more cowbell. Okay, we'll have, we'll have to work out the details <laughs> on this. So, are you ready for cocktails? What you got? I have strawberry lemonade. Ooh. Yeah. That's it. Did you make it? No. I probably knew the answer to that before the question was even out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's semi-homemade. I poured it into a glass. The end. Yeah, that's yeah. how that works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sandra Lee would be totally proud of me. You mean the one that I used to work with? You worked with Sandra Lee. I worked with a Sandra Lee, and I went to school oh. with this Sarah Lee. You know, supposedly our former mail carrier from my store, that was his sister. Or is his sister. Hmm. He was a cool guy. But yeah, small world, weird things. And lots of Lees in it. Yes. Like the Lee song from Tenacious D. Sure. Wow. I only know the two famous Tenacious D songs. Like the basic, all you need to know is that the majority of the words is just Lee. Oh, okay. Now I know three. So <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. There's a few, there's some other words, but it's, majority of it is just Lee. You know, I met them at a concert once. And it was magical? Yeah, because it was a Foo Fighters concert. Oh, okay. That's because Dave Grohl was the demon for them in uh, Tribute, right? I know, that's one of the two songs I know. Yeah. What's the <laughs> other one then? Uh, the one where it's just nonsense words. You gotta be more specific than that, it's Tenacious D. Ooh. I'm judging. It's the one with Jack Black and um, um, Kyle Gass on guitar. Yeah, yeah, like all of them. Uh-huh. Because that's it to the band. Uh-huh. Did you know that Kyle Gass went to Juilliard? How do I know that and not any of their songs? I don't know. Because you're secretly stalking them on the internet. It's true. With Dave Grohl. Ever since I met them at that concert, I knew they were my soul modes. Not one of them, both of them. Apparently also the musical episode. I don't know how it's different than most episodes, but here we are. What's your cocktail, Sarah? So there is a new grocery store that opened up in town and they stock all kinds of interesting things. This is the same place where I got the um, the root beer. And today they had a whole array of flavors of Fanta that I've never seen before. Ones like maracuja and pineapple and like random ones i've never seen before and i almost grabbed the pineapple pineapple's not that nuts well we have that here oh i hadn't seen it before but a whole i think there's probably 12 different varieties and i was going to grab the pineapple one because i love me some pineapple 
But then I saw this one and it caught my eye. And I've already opened it, so you're not going to get the delightful, like, sound on mic. But it is cassis flavor, a.k.a. black currant. Oh, okay. That's definitely different. A.k.a. the flavor of Starburst that we don't have. God, those were so good. Yeah, I don't know how many Americans realize this, but in the UK and outside the US, there is another flavor of Starburst that is blackcurrant flavor, and it is literally the best of all of them. Like, there's debate. Is it red? Is it pink? No, it's the purple one that we don't have. Do you have those in Germany? I believe so. I haven't. I, I don't buy Starburst for myself all that often or ever. So I'm not certain, but I believe they do. You should find a bag and bring it to the me. To the me? To the me. I thought you were going to end that with meeting. And I was like, what meeting? But no, it's just me. Uh, the meeting. You know, the meeting. When you say it like that, all cryptic-like, it sounds like you're referring to AA. <laughs> oh, no. You know, the meeting. The meeting. The top secret meeting where we uh, discuss, I don't know, revamping the world on their stupid travel hacks. Which, by the way, that's what this episode is about, is stupid travel hacks that need to die. Don't do these. It's stupid. Unless you hate money. Is there an end to this sentence? Unless you hate money. Okay, just checking, because that had like 18 different clauses to it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just trying to cover all my bases. That's all. Okay, just checking. So, updates. Wait, how is it? Oh, it's delicious. It tastes just like the Starburst. Okay. Now I'm super jealous. Black currant is, or was for a very long time, not legal to grow in the US, which is why it was some sort of like- Why? It was a monopoly thing where they thought it was infringing on a market for another type of fruit, and so it was made illegal. Red currant? Yes, red currant. I I don't remember the details exactly, but I know for many, many years it was not legal to grow in the U.S., so we just don't have anything or much of anything with that flavor. Huh. I guess that kind of explains it. Google it. It's a thing. Anyways, weekly update? I don't really have anything. I don't think. How was the office with the summer party? You never told us. I was sick. Didn't go. Wow. Did you rage out in your jammies? Uh, if by rage out you mean playing Harry Potter Wizards Unite from my bed because there happens to be a greenhouse behind my apartment, then yes, I did rage out. So much raging. I'm judging, that's all. (laughs) It's fine, I don't care. Uh, how sad. Party of the year and you missed it. Yeah, I felt like garbage. I slept like 36 hours straight. It was awful. Jeez. With intermittent Harry Potter breaks. (laughs) you know as anybody would do while they're diseased yep pretty much honestly if i had had footy pajamas i would have been wearing them only if they had bunny ears too can you sew bunny ears on my footy pajamas my hypothetical bunny footy pajamas sure do you want them to be like a christmas story or more like louise from bob's burgers louise obviously okay Christmas story ears it is. Oh, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) How did you not see this coming? Touche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your update? Um, well, we were going to try and get satellite dishes off our roof, 
But then we discovered that there was stripey assholes, aka wasps, that were li- they're living in the roof. So, yeah. And then the people that were supposed to remove them for us just never showed up. So. Ooh, that's fun. The stripey assholes live on. At least they aren't the Asian stripey assholes. Have you ever seen the Asian hornets before? No. These things are like as big as your thumb. Uh, nope, stop. Nope. No, thank you. I'm terrified of bees. I've got majorly stung last year on the 4th of July and it was awful. And now I'm pretty sure since one fear has happened, I'm going to die by the hands of raptors. And by the hands of raptors, I mostly mean the jaws. Somebody's going to make Jurassic Park be a thing because I haven't watched the movies and they're going to get out and I'm going to die by a raptor. Wait, you haven't seen any of the Jurassic Park movies? No, I have, but somebody else who hasn't and still Uh, thinks making dinosaurs is a good idea. Somehow I'm going to get eaten by a velociraptor. I was going to say, if you haven't seen Jurassic Park, I'm pretty sure Steven will find you and hurt you. (laughs) You're on a first name basis with him now? Steven! Steven! Yeah, no. So. Last year, I was walking Moose in the park behind my apartment, and he was playing with something, and I didn't have my contacts in, so I couldn't see what. I thought it was a stick, and all of a sudden, I hear, like, an incredibly loud buzzing And I realized he had found one of the Asian hornets and was trying to play with it. And he screeched all of a sudden, and I thought he'd been stung. And it's absolutely lethal for small beans. (laughs) It turns out he was just startled. I'm scared. I didn't know that, though. I scooped him up in my arms and ran home, which is about a mile. Don't you die on me now, doggy. And, uh, And he's just looking up at me like, what? I don't get it. He was fine, but I, you know, when they say that moms in situations of great stress can lift a car. You lifted that car and you ran home. Well, that was my moment. Honestly, he's about as heavy as a car, so. Aw, rude. He's a chunky, muscly boy. He's mostly legs. He is mostly legs, but it's like walking, like, tomahawk lamb chops. (laughs) Oh, Itty bitty skinny legs, giant chunks. I can see them flying out right now, too. They're just flying around, living here where they're not supposed to be. The lamb chops? Okay. No, the wasps. Oh, that's not a... Stripey assholes, as I've been referring to them. That's not as great of a visual. I don't like it. They're scary. I'm terrified of bees. That was so bad. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. So, travel news? What you got? Besides cruise ships, those are other fears more rational okay well one's more rational than the other but i don't know which you think is rational being terrified of bees because they're assholes most of them aren't i probably have a better chance of being murdered on a cruise ship than i do by a velociraptor so i'm realistic about how this works i have so many questions about your fear scale what use your words I don't have any. <laughs> so, how about that news story? <laughs> we, we'll we come back to your fears later. Maybe off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your news story before I like start laugh crying at you. Or before you try to hurt your brain trying to figure this all out. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this news article is recent, recent. I'm not quite sure when this happened, but apparently some woman decided that it was a good idea to go over the barrier, pass all the warning signs, and climb up Mount Rushmore barefoot. No ropes, no climbing gear. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we have and, a why? Uh, I don't think we have why. But she decided to climb it, and it was in the evening. So a lot of people started calling the park rangers and the police. And she was... um. She was fined $1,000 plus given a $30 fee. She's a 30-year-old woman from Omaha, too. Because she pled guilty to this. Because she had to go to court because she got arrested. Because this is a giant no-no. One of the park service spokeswomen said that there's clearly marked closed areas that are provided for the safety of the public and to protect the national icon. Anyone entering the closed areas subject to arrest. Which did happen. Um... When the officers and park rangers arrived and were able to, um, I guess, be close enough to talk to tell her to get down, she said, do you want me to come down fast or slow? <laughs> and then climbed up higher. Oh. Yeah. No shoes, no equipment or anything. She was just climbing. She was like 15 feet from the top, they said. Unlike Washington's face. <laughs> she was climbing. I'm climbing. Yeah, and it took several minutes before they were able to get her to come back down. And then she had to be treated for some um, scrapes to her arms and legs and feet, because barefoot. But yeah. Uh-huh. This has happened before, too. Uh -huh. Which is a sad part. And you know, she's... I think the worst part of the story is that her two young children were there. A whole bunch of family members were there. And, you know, everybody else that was visiting at that moment. And she thought this was a good idea to do. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's add that to the list of things you shouldn't do. Yeah. There's also been a whole bunch of Greenpeace people that attempted climbing and putting a banner up on the monument. They got fined a whole bunch of monies, too. As they should. It's really expensive. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of no joke. They said it's... Let's see, how tall is it? So I think she's on Washington near Jefferson. It's like 5,275 feet up. So it's kind of no joke to be climbing without <laughs> anything. So the burning question now is, what was she on? I don't think anything. You've got to be on something to decide. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to, like, free climb up this face. It's just, apparently people are unaware that there's repercussions for climbing up on the mount monument. But... They're like, sorry, I didn't know. I was just doing it for fun. Is what some of the other people who were caught. See, all I can think is, if you're leaving your kids down below, you don't have shoes on, and you just decide, I'm going to scramble up this face, um, you're on something. Like, normal people don't just go, yeah, I'm going to duck under this barrier, and then I'm going to, like, cramble, cramble, I'm going to scramble up Washington's nose. I think they go up the side. There's been a lot of people that are caught on, like, a steep rock pile at the base of the monument. 
other people are just like, I was having fun. I didn't know any better. And it's like, dude, it's roped off and has signs for a reason. Being Not knowing is not an excuse. Just like bringing your hummus. <laughs> just saying. It just reminds me of the scene towards the end of Richie Rich. Yes! I had to Google it just now to make sure I wasn't making it up in my head. But they have Mount Richie Rich. And he has to, like, Mm-mm. scramble around as their... No, 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 no. It's Mount Richmore. Oh. Not, didn't Google that. Knew off the top of my head. When was the last time you saw this movie? When I was a child. It's been a long time. It was a good movie, okay? It's a little alarming to think what percentage of your brain is dedicated to old movies that you're never going to see again. Anyway, where is the itinerary? Um, The agenda. Yeah, I'm still not convinced. Not convinced what? That she wasn't on drugs. (laughs) For climbing Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I... Just appreciate it from afar. You don't have to be on it. You don't have to be the booger hanging from Washington's nose to really feel what the monument is supposed to portray. Okay, when you phrase it that way, now I kind of want to. I'm not bailing you out. (laughs) I'm awfully far away to be able to make this brand new dream a reality. But someday... try hard enough you probably can but i'm not bailing you out and i will talk about your new story of you being arrested (laughs) with who you'll be losing a co-host i'll find a new one it's cool okay just so you know your cat does not count i don't know Allie talks a lot (laughs) i'm picturing an hour-long podcast of you talking about travel stuff and just an occasional Pretty much, yeah. Anyways, should we get to our bad travel hacks? Yes. So the theme for this episode, as you may have gathered in the last few seconds, is bad travel hacks. Because somehow there are videos that just proliferate on the internet. And next thing you know, they're everywhere. And everyone's saying, oh, what a wonderful idea. And I I have to imagine... Anyone with even the slightest amount of logic watches them and goes, no. Which I'm probably more upset about all of these than Sarah is. <laughs> Which is a really weird, like, turning of the tables. Like, I can't pick just a few that I want to talk about that are bad, so I kind of have general categories, so be prepared for mini rants. Oh, I thought of something that pertains to your second travel hack. I have to tell you about this oh. when we get to it. But to start off... What is your number one bad travel hack? Yes. My, like, the number one thing that I hate from these videos or posts or whatever you're finding these on is to put all of your liquid toiletries into straw bits that you've sealed off, into latex balloons, or in the fingers of a glove that you then heat up a knife and then seal off. What are you accomplishing? If you haven't seen these before... Basically, it always entails crimping something plastic shut, using a lighter to seal it. I mean, sealing. For the straws in the glove. Yeah. That's loosely in quotes, too. Yeah. And the balloon self-explanatory, you just kind of tie it off. Or you put 
You cut off the top of a toothpaste tube, so then you have a cap and pour spout. All of these are so inherently wasteful. They are. Okay, but here's also the thing. Once you've opened up the finger of that glove or the stupid straw, you can't shut them again. And with the with the plastic glove, it's like a food glove. It's not like a latex or something a little bit more durable. The slightest snack on something, and that shit's leaking all over in your 311 bag. So the straw hack came out before the others, I think. I started seeing it maybe three, four years ago, at least. And the thing about the straw is that you're supposed to cut it into little sections so that theoretically you could use one straw to hold enough daily supply of shampoo, conditioner, whatever. But the thing is, is the amount of shampoo you need for a single day is very, very minimal. If you're doing it right, you're just using like a dime-sized amount of, of shampoo. You could probably have enough for like three people in one tube. Yeah, and so you cut it open, which means you have to be carrying scissors with you into the shower possibly because how do you once you cut it open you've got to use it immediately or like how do you keep it upright in the shower you have to clean off the end and get your bobby pin to secure it and then your lighter that you had to buy a new one at your destination because you can't fly with that yeah it's so so impractical if you need to put your liquids in a portable container Make it one that seals itself and that you can use every single trip. The only smart thing about liquids is getting a little bit of saran wrap and taking the cap off and putting it over the lid and then putting your cap on if it's one of like the flippy tops so that it doesn't spill. That's like the only smart one of that. Yeah, I... Don't put it in shots. Even before... Or I love the balloon one. Well, even before everyone was irate about straws, like pre the turtle video, I don't understand how people could look at it and think this is practical. Even wastefulness aside, it's not practical. Mm-mm. I... And you could pop a hole in your 311 bags too. Yeah, I mean, those sharp edges, I, I don't know why. I want to know who does this and why they think it's practical because surely someone saw it and thought yes brilliant but i don't want a 311 bag full of really sketchy looking hand-sealed plastic tubes that nobody can identify or or what if you're going through with a whole bunch of balloons (laughs) oh yeah that'll go over great who doesn't love a suspicious balloon yeah yeah, well, these are not pulling it out of a butt this time, but... <laughs> you could be. That could be the second layer to this hack. Oh, good lord, no. Please, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Save on baggage fees. No, because fees. I love the one that's like, there's no hand soap in the bathroom, put it in a balloon, and use this chopped off piece of toilet toothpaste, like, tube, and that's your spout. And then it, like, glops out so much hand soap. Like, you don't need that much liquid hand soap to wash your hands properly. It's, it's a huge amount. It's just wasteful. If you can't visualize that, just picture the the spout of a toothpaste tube chopped off before it becomes the tube itself. You feed a balloon full of soap through the hole that toothpaste is dispensed through, and then you twist the cap on. So it holds the balloon in place, but it narrows the exit 
So you just squirt your soap through the nozzle. Which seems pointless. You could still get it out of the balloon opening, but no. But then it just glops out like, this huge handful of soap, and it's unnecessary. Yeah, you know what balloons are famous for? Popping. Transporting heroin in your butt? Is it heroin? In your butt? And popping. Oh. Yeah, people die of that all the time. Just please know, you guys, there's better way to bring your toiletries than with these stupid travel hacks because they're so impractical and wasteful. There's so many different containers you could use that you could reuse, which is way more eco-friendly than taking a single-use plastic item and making something that's an inefficient dispenser. Yeah, especially the glove. You have to get plastic gloves for this to work. And then once you've ripped open to your liquid, you're done. That's it. The end. I'm just picturing people doing this hack and then having to milk their liquids out of the fingertips of a glove. (laughs) It's like a tiny cow. Except the cow is dispensing soaps. It's a magic cow, damn it. Well, and if you think about it, because... The glove cannot be resealed in any way. If you're gone for two weeks and you need that every liquid in there, say it's a face soap, shampoo, conditioner, lotion, whatever, you need to bring 14 gloves. That sounds like a giant waste of space too. Mm -hmm. And again, because it's so thin, you're going to pop it. On the solution, don't use gloves, use condoms. You know condoms still break though, right? No. And you probably don't want the pre-lubricated ones. They break less than those cheap deli gloves. God, could you imagine like walking in the store and buying like a big box of condoms and you're like, <laughs> oh no, I'm Ooh. going on a trip. E. But not like that. It's for my liquids. It's for but my not like liquids. that. <laughs> <laughs> but not like that. <laughs> like trying to justify while you're bringing like the economy size box of condoms with you. Just hit up Costco and tell the cashier. It's cool. I'm just using it for my liquids. On my vacation. But not like that. Or like that. Oh, that's that's so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> There's no end to this. Do you want to look absolutely... And then, like, what if you're staying in a hostel and you're whipping out, like, all these tied-off condoms with stuff in them already? <laughs> no. <laughs> just no. <laughs> just use reusable bottles. My goodness, it is not that complicated, folks. God, I can't wait to see this in the wild, though. One day it'll happen, and I will laugh. Reusable bottles aren't even expensive. Invest, what, 15 bucks max, and you'll be set. It's okay. You don't have to do these bad travel hacks. (sighs) Some people. Oh, God, what if that was our challenge, was for our next trip? Instead of testing, like, apps and various things, we just tested bad hacks. We would give up. We would give up so fast. Yeah, but then what? Then you have like no toiletries whatsoever because you put them in balloons, condoms, gloves, and straws. (laughs) All at once. What? I don't know how you do that. That just kind of broke my brain. You stick the straw into the toothpaste tube top to put it in your balloon. And then you take that balloon and you put it inside condoms for extra protection. And then you put the condoms in the fingers of plastic gloves. Boom, I did it. I found the perfect travel hack. Sarah's trying this one out next. Just Sarah. No. (laughs) No, no, no. We need to recommend it to my mom and see if she actually tries it. Oh, she's not going to buy condoms. She's going to be too embarrassed about it. (laughs) This is probably true. Yeah. 
Anyways, moving on. Stupid travel hacks. Stupid travel hack number two is creating your own dry toothpaste. And to be clear, I did not say solid toothpaste. I said dry toothpaste. Which, by dried toothpaste, it looks like a really crappy fruit snack. We eat very different fruit snacks, I think. I said a really crappy fruit snack. I don't know how else to describe how it looks. Uh, Well, this hack basically involves taking a sheet of butcher paper, or wax paper, I think is more likely, and you put little teeny tiny squirts of toothpaste on it. Picture toothpaste, but in the shape of Hershey Kisses, or... Toothpaste buttons. Chocolate chips. And then you sprinkle baking powder on top to dry it out, and you let it dry until it's solid. And then you put them in a plastic container. By solid, we mean dried yeah, out. Yeah, dried out, crusty toothpaste gunk. And then you scoop them all up, put them in a plastic container, and you have toothpaste for your trip. So on the one hand, the thing that this achieves is that it takes one item out of your liquids bag. Sure, fine, I get that. But now you put it in a big old plastic container, and at that point you might as well just use a regular toothpaste tube. Because the container that they show in this video is always pretty sizable. It looks like it's probably about a medicine bottle. A large medicine bottle, though. Standard sized medicine bottle. Get like Tylenol bottle versus like a prescription bottle. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't want to be reconstituting dried out toothpaste in my mouth. I don't like it when there's even like a little bit of toothpaste crust that I missed on the back of my toothbrush. I don't want... It's not going to be like a solid toothpaste where you kind of munch it and then it goes. It's paste still. Granted, neither one of us has tried this, but it feels like it would be kind of chunky and crunchy. Once again, I nominate you to put this into your brilliant condom balloon glove hack. It doesn't have to go into there because it's a solid. I know, but you might as well just get everything in there. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Sometimes when people comment on this, they say, well, it's no different than toothy tabs or toothpaste powder. It is is though because those things because it's paste not powder yeah those are made to dissolve and turn into a fluid toothpaste just gets harder (sighs) i'm cringing just thinking about it it just it looks so gross yeah i i'll bring the toothpaste it's fine when push comes to shove if there was a liquid i needed to take out of my bag toothpaste is probably not going to be it but you can find toothpaste easily yeah well that's the other thing is If you don't want to travel with liquid toothpaste or paste toothpaste, that's fine. When you touch down, hit up a grocery store. Because you know what everyone has everywhere? Toothpaste. Toothpaste. That's one of those things where it's not going to be hard to find if you forgot it or you couldn't fit it in. I don't know. I, I kind of understand the logic of wanting to reduce the liquids, but that's just not the one I'd reduce. No, no, it's not. Not me either. And the funny thing is, is that let's say it's a Tylenol size bottle. That is bigger than a travel size tube of toothpaste and you are going to get way more uses out of a travel size tube of toothpaste than a bottle that has 30 dots of toothpaste. It's not efficient in any way. Not, it, it doesn't help. I don't think it's that life-changing. No, it feels like one of those things that they think is really crunchy and granola, but it's not. Because crunchy granola people use alternative toothpaste. They don't make dots of dried up toothpaste and think that's amazing. But a hack like this and the one before kind of leads us into bad travel hack number three. Is anything that involves bringing too much or creating unnecessary waste. So what I'm talking about here is one of the ones about how to fold two pullover sweatshirts so they fit together and they can fit easily in your backpack. Why do you need both of those pullover sweatshirts? Maybe they just really like hoodies. 
But why do you need both? Because I have hoodie needs, Melinda. Do they not believe in laundry? Well, you're probably already wearing one on the plane to help keep yourself, you know, keep your body temperature regulated. So why do you need two spare ones? I mean, even messy people like Sarah doesn't pack that many. Hey. (laughs) But then... Who told you that I spilled on a brand new shirt today? See, I just knew my spidey senses were tingling. But you don't need both of them. So why do you need to roll them together? Because that's still really bulky. And then another thing was, oh, you can't shut the lid of your suitcase with this stack of clothes. Use two belts to help compress it down. Why do you need both those belts? Why do you need all of those shirts too? There's laundry out there, people. It's not just at your home. Well, maybe it's a BDSM thing. Maybe that's why they need two belts. Eh? Do you ever think of that? Are you kink shaming? No, they didn't look like those kind of belts. They look like pant belts. Maybe it's... I guess maybe they're trying to get creative. Save space. It's normcore BDSM. Oh, okay. My bad. It involves pleat front chinos. God forbid you get those crinkled. But no, and then things that are creating unnecessary waste. Oh, you're at the beach and you need to leave like your keys and cell phone? Put it in a diaper. (laughs) Put chocolate on it so it looks like it's poop. Well, that's creating a lot of waste with the diaper. And you're wasting perfectly good chocolate. It's just... No, it's wasteful. There's another one. I was just talking about this. Oh, again, with unnecessarily waste that ends up in landfill and can't do much with it, like diapers, is one of the hacks was putting money into a pad, which is stupid because especially US money, it's filthy, filthy, filthy. And I don't want any of that going potentially near my lady bits at any point. So that's that's wasting more stuff that's in the landfill. It's wasting for wasting. This particular group or genre of hacks reminds me of something we got targeted to us on our Instagram account for the podcast. It was the equestrian stuff. No, not the equestrian stuff. Shout out to (laughs) what was it? No, let's not shout them out because that was weird. We are not we are not talking about your horsey accessories on our podcast. Well, especially since my answer to what do I know about horses apparently wasn't what Sarah was expecting. (laughs) So one of the targeted ads we got was a company that makes individual prepackaged full face makeup kits. And it was the regular vacuum sealed packaging. I don't know. Pretty much anything comes in. It's like what, well, it's like what sample shampoo and conditioner that foil packet plastic packet thing exactly and each and every one of them had a single use plastic mascara wand in it and it was a lip color a face color and a mascara mascara. yeah and all i could think was why i i don't know it's so so much waste i can't imagine founding a company on the idea of instead of owning a lipstick that you can use however many times let's just get one package you can't even see the color you cannot tell from the outside exactly what the color is and so i'm i don't know that one kind of irritated me because i don't really see that as saving space or money no it doesn't doing like single serve makeup products like that because if you're going on a trip if Let's say you're going to go barefaced for two weeks, but there's one night that you're having a fancy dinner and you want to bring makeup. Look at how much this saves you space. Put it in your gym bag. Put it in your purse. Keep it handy. I don't want this to be a daily thing. This should not be a daily thing for any length of time for anyone. Which, it's probably still not cost effective because you probably can't just buy one single thing. No, I don't think you could. You probably have to buy it in a quantity. And newsflash, 
Makeup doesn't last forever. Nope. Even in those packets, it's going to go bad. By bad, I mean it's probably going to smell completely rancid from oils and whatnot in it by the time you open it still. So, I mean, a tube of lipstick doesn't take up that much space. No. You can get the trial sizes of almost anything. I know they're not exactly cost efficient, but if you only need a little bit and it's something that makes it easier to travel and know what it is, get the travel size ones. They're out there. Well, especially since the three items that they have in these kits are lipstick, a tinted moisturizer because it's not foundation they couldn't sell foundation because you can't tell the color that well and then a mascara how much space does a lipstick a mascara and a tube of bb cream really take up not that much space yeah and again it's just creating unnecessary waste having those packets just the mascara wand itself is especially galling not worth it to think that i'm sorry someone's gonna be going through a new mascara wand every day not worth it nope which brings us to the next tip or anti-tip actually (laughs) anti-tips the another hack that i see all the time is that you should use a closet not a shoe organizer but maybe a sweater organizer you know where it's slightly wider and deeper shelves to pack in you just fold everything up you pull it from your closet you throw it in your suitcase and everything stays neat and tidy and flat and flat so there are some pros to it your stuff stays organized but you know what else keeps stuff organized packing cubes i can see this only effective if you are maybe constantly traveling for business and you have set travel outfits for business that you have that you just have in your closet organizer that maybe you need to have hung up and not just crammed in a suitcase but i think for your everyday traveler it's not efficient no because those organizers have thick cardboard shelves in it so you're not just taking into consideration the fabric organizer you're taking into consideration you now have eight thick pieces of cardboard in your suitcase that's taking up space you can't really use the shelves to their full capacity because if you do it won't squish down into your suitcase and who's to say that you'll have a a closet rod that you can hang it back up on when you get to your hotel because not every hotel has a standard rod in the closet some of them have poles sticking outwards towards you and you can't really hang it up on that plus i don't know I just don't think it's an efficient use of your space. You can fit more into your suitcase if you just use packing cubes or roll or fold than using an organizer that actually eliminates space in your suitcase. Yeah, and it's adding unnecessary weight. Mm-hmm. And the the boss level version of this is the suitcase where there's there's a rack in the suitcase that you just telescope, like telescope up. Wait, wait, like Mary Poppins and her carpet bag? Sort of, except abiding by the laws of physics. Oh, lame. And you just telescope the rod up and the organizer is already built into the suitcase. It just, you lift it up and suddenly your suitcase is a closet. These bags are not cheap and they still have the same issue that you're taking up space by putting an organizer into your bag. You're adding weight just in the suitcase of itself. It's also not very dynamic. Packing cubes, you can rearrange, you can use different sizes to fit in the way you need, different sizes depending on what you want to pack, but a closet organizer is one shape and it fits maybe somebody. It's inflexible. So I don't like that one. And I know that one out of all of the ones we've listed so far, 
some people actually do swear by, but I I cannot see that working for me. And it's not something I would ever recommend to someone else. Another one is just wearing extra layers to avoid the suitcase bulk. Don't perpetuate that. Don't encourage that behavior. I hate when people plan. I don't hate it. I dislike when people brag about intentionally bending the rules. Yeah. Or And encouraging others to do it. For instance, today I read about a woman who with her family was flying from the US to Europe and the legs to and from Europe allowed for up to 30 kilos in her suitcase and she was planning on maxing out all of the suitcases. 30 kilos ends up being roughly 66 pounds. For a carry-on? No, no, for a checked bag. Oh, okay. Usually it's about 50 pounds for a checked bag. That's that's a lot of freaking weight. But she found out that all of their interior flights within Europe, the limit was 23 kilos. And she was really upset about that. What am I supposed to do? I'm planning to pack 30 kilos per person. And are we just going to be charged an arm and a leg when we take our interior flights? Yes. Yes, you will. Yeah, you are. And everyone in the comments was saying, plan for 23. Don't hit 23, though, because if you pick anything up while you're traveling, you're going to be charged those fees. I'd say aim for 20. 20 kilos. That's 23 kilos is 50 pounds still. So being a little bit under that. It's still. Yeah, exactly. It's still a lot. And she was asking, well, what are the hacks I can do to fit to make this work? Don't. The hack is open your suitcase and assess what is valuable and will be useful and is worth bringing. And anything that does not meet those criteria, you take out. You don't need all those outfits. Because it is not worth the time arguing with people at airlines. It is not worth the money when you ultimately lose. And it's not worth the physical pain of lugging around however many suitcases that are 66 pounds. And if your suitcase is 66 pounds when you leave, when you come back, it's going to be 70 or 80 because you're going to pick up stuff. And my hunch is that the type of person who thinks they need to pack over 50 pounds for a three-week vacation, I think is what she said, is the kind of person who's going to want to do a lot of shopping and bring stuff back. That's not really a hack. It's just a bonus tip. Hey, if the limit for your interior flights is lower than your international flight, then go with whatever limit is lowest because they will charge you and you will not be able to talk them out of it. So those are our tips. I mean, I guess they aren't really tips. They're anti-tips, like I said earlier. They're anti-tips this time. Yeah. Unless for some odd reason, this works. This is the best thing ever. Tell us how we're wrong. Yeah, tell us we're wrong. I want to see, surely there are people out here who think these are amazing tips. Someone had to try them. And um, tell us who you are. So that way we know to be slightly weary of you. (laughs) And try and find you in the wild. No, no. Only from afar. No, I want to see somebody use the glove hack and have it be successful and the best thing ever. And there's no problems whatsoever without all the added steps that you created. But if there are problems, if you use the glove hack and someone at security stops you and tells you you have to like throw them out, I want you to put your hand in the glove and then pull it off and then slap them with it and initiate a duel. (laughs) Nope. Oh, God, no. That is such bad advice. Well, this is- You're banned from every major airport. This is an episode about bad advice. So naturally it follows I should offer some bad advice. God, I just want some TSA agent to like hold up the glove and be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) For like everybody to see (laughs) the weird fluids in it. Life goals. And then you say it's for my liquids. But not like that. (laughs) 
Is this episode going to be titled, It's For My Liquids, But Not Like That? Probably. (laughs) We've got a title. (laughs) Oh, boy. Before this gets any weirder or more off topic than we already are. Should we get to the tip of the week? Yeah, we probably should. What's the tip of the week, Sarah? So in the same vein as all of the hacks we've told you about, I just want to say, do not trust things just because you saw a video of it on YouTube. I think the biggest offenders for travel hacks are five minute crafts and possibly blossom. Those are the two really pumping out videos on YouTube. Definitely five minute craft. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sure some things that you guys come out with is really good, but some of them just, why? I'm going to say they aren't really good because I've watched a lot of them and they aren't really good. Yeah, I was trying to be nice, so... (laughs) I'm not going to try to be nice. I, For instance, one of the two released a video recently where if you light a briquette and then put it inside peanut butter and then let it cool and refrigerate it, you'll pop out when you're done a giant crystal. That's not how science works. You can't just make a crystal out of a briquette. Oh, I've seen that. You can make a diamond out of pencil lead. Also, party foul. Party foul, that is a waste of peanut butter and we can't be friends. I'm fully on board with wasting peanut butter but now unacceptable there's just an insane proliferation of videos online right now that are completely fabricated and so just when you see these videos please please watch them with the idea in the back of your mind that they could be lying to you because unsurprisingly there's a lot of people on the internet who lie so well and because it's a video i mean we're we see it every day in like our movies and tv so why couldn't you do that on a youtube video Mm -hmm. so have a critical Right. Yeah, I saw one recently where they said if you pour highlighter fluid into the water that carnations are are in, that you will have carnations that glow in the dark. One, highlighter fluid itself. Highlighters don't even glow in the dark. Yeah, they don't glow in the dark either. And two, like it'll make it fluoresce under black light, but just a little bit around the edges. So they're clearly tweaking their videos and editing them in such a way to make these things seem possible. They aren't possible. You can test them out and see for yourself. A lot of them just aren't possible. So you can use that same logic on these travel hack videos that they could be lying to you. Some of this stuff might not be good ideas. And so maybe what they're showing you does work, but you have to apply the second filter is, is this actually useful even if it does work? Kind of like the ramen guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you haven't seen the videos of people repairing shit with ramen. I mean, I know. I just, oh. I mean, congratulations, you're not quite as online as me, and you're probably better for it. Sarah lives on the internet. I mean, I know ramen is magical and everything, but I don't think it's that magical. It started with some guy repairing a sink, a porcelain sink with ramen, and I have now seen mugs, I have seen fingernails, I have seen coffee tables. We don't need to be repairing all this stuff with ramen. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Or that it's gonna work forever. Yeah, no, I'm gonna guess that sink ain't gonna hold water much longer. I do really, really love it when they're fixing something with ramen and then they open the seasoning packet and sprinkle it in. Like, oh, so now it's gonna fall apart and it's gonna smell like MSG. Smells like ramen. Smells like my childhood is what it smells like. It smells like hope and broken dreams. (laughs) It smells like the noodle pot my cousin has. Is it like an electric kettle that she makes ramen in? Well... My oldest cousin apparently left the ramen on the burner for a long time and it kind of like burned in like the squiggly noodle (laughs) marks. But this is a coveted pan among them and the boy cousin has it and he's never going to give it up. 
When I was in college, I worked with an exchange program, and one of my exchange students asked if she could borrow my electric kettle, but I guess I wasn't clear that you shouldn't cook in the electric kettle. It's just for heating water. And when I got it back, it was completely stained with ramen juice. That thing was never white again. Hmm. Yikes. Ramen. Delicious, but not a solve-all. No. It's not a building material. It has no structural integrity. It is literally a noodle. Could you imagine being like a tiny village out of ramen and then just letting it get rained on? (laughs) You took it to a place I was not expecting and I don't know how to reply. You said building material and all I could think of was a tiny little ramen village and just watching it melt in the rain. (laughs) I went to a ramen tower personally, like a ramen skyscraper. Godzilla could wreck that thing so fast and then eat it. It's his victory meal. Yeah, and then you don't have to destroy all the people, just the Tower of Ramen. That I'm pretty sure was placed there for you, Godzilla, so knock yourself out. Okay, I've got one last side story before we go. Oh god, this got weird. (laughs) Alright, go. So, do you remember back in the 90s, it was a thing once a year for TV shows on TGIF or whatever to do a 3D episode? Oh yeah, that was a thing. I don't know about once a year, but it was like a thing. Third Rock from the Sun did one where... So the aliens on that show are afraid of Jello, and in the 3D episode, one of them gets crushed in a nightmare by a giant wall of green Jello. I like that it always has to be like green Jello because it's the most disgusting. But anyway, so that night I slept in my sister's room for some reason, and she woke me up because I was shouting, "No, please don't eat my house of Jello! No, not my delicious jiggly house of Jello!" <laughs> But I don't think I've really had Jello since then. Jello is disgusting. Just don't. Oh yeah, it's awful. But it was such a haunting memory that I was living in a house of Jello and somebody was eating it around me. And you're like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm free. Oh, good lord. All right. Well, don't remember. Don't remember. Yeah, don't remember these bad travel hacks. You don't need them in your life. Pretty sure they're causing more problems than they're solving. Yes, you've probably logically dismissed a lot of these yourself, but if you haven't, go ahead and hit that delete button on your mental file system. Or if your friend hasn't, please recommend this episode to them. If you have a friend who is like, I just saw this really cool hack where you put all of your liquids in a straw, just send them a link. Let us help them. I mean, if their hopes and dreams are to store stuff in a straw, we really can't help them. Yeah, you don't have to be the bearer of bad news. Let us crush their hopes and dreams for you. It might be time to sit down and talk about setting realistic goals. <laughs> yeah, they, they might be beyond help. But yet, but yeah. So tune in next week for more travel tips, exciting stories, a lot of off-topic delightfulness. Maybe some talk about Jello. Who knows? You literally could not have predicted that that's how it would end. Oh, I thought you were going to say talk about tacos. Not everything is about tacos. I thought you were going to say talk about tacos when I got kind of excited about tacos. But anyways, just remember, it's an adventure. So if you see a house of jello on Airbnb, I mean, book it. Hopefully no one will eat it. Ooh, okay. Um, until next time. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. 
Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to cedounknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!